Some, I ain't finna twerk for nobody, man. Talk about some clap. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. I want to welcome you to the Corner Convo, episode 85. 85. Damn. Let me let you know. What number is 85? What we'll, we'll do, we'll do it later? Don't worry about it. Yeah. I, oh, oh, I got it already. I got it. Wasn't ready. 85 Bell. A corner like thousands of others across the country. It's the place to go if you want to be seen. And to a lot of folks, it's the information center of the neighborhood. Our job. The go spark somebody else you already know. We, we might not be the ones, but let's not be selfish because we're not going to change the world. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Monk is in the bag, and the bag is the base, and the base never change. There you go. Exactly. As soon as you hear that groove, I know I got you. My name is A-M-O-N. Say what you want, just spell my name right, you hurt. I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers of all time. One of the best singers, one of the best looking motherfuckers you've ever seen. Hold my drink, bitch. Those are more facts. Okay. All right. Next up, next up, we got my boy AB in the building. What's good? I'm about to be on some real murder shit, eh? I'm telling you, man. Any nigga that ever looked at me wrong, through that bulletproof one in the gas station, owes me money. For no reason at all. Or ever said any jealous bullshit about me is fucking dead. You, you understand? understand what the fuck I'm saying? Ain't they fucking dead? Yeah. Indeed, I do. Tad, you got to do certain shit. It's just a- now, if you if you're listening, or if you're watching, we have the bills report in the building. Let's throw it up. Let, let me let me get some hand claps for my boy in the building, man. You know what I mean? You know, special special edition, special edition, special delivery from out of town. What's good, brothers? What's good? What's good, man? First and foremost. Okay, Welcome. this is Mr. Curtis, Curtis Bills. Bills, a.k.a. the Bills Report, man. <laughs> oh, definitely. Thank you, thank you for joining us today, man. Okay. Uh, this is not, we're not, we're not, he's not a guest, okay? He's on, he's on the show, all right? Big facts. Um, Brother McKinday couldn't be here today, you know, so he, he gave us the blessing, you know. Uh, you know, the show must go on. So, it's crazy because we just talked about this a couple, like a couple days ago before I called you, maybe a week. It's like, yeah, man, well, I can do so- any Saturday. Whatever, I'm like, all right. Yeah. I made the call. He said, all right, cool. I'm there. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Now, here's what people don't understand. Your level of commitment, man. I got a text. I don't know if you want everybody to know your business, but I got a text, and I thought as I'm reading it, he was about to say, yeah, man, X, Y, and Z has happened, so I can't make it. But because of some of the circumstances today, you, uh, you still came through, man. I think that's clutch. Yeah, man. When you, you commit, you commit, you know? Uh, no games being played. You know, sometimes you got to take the opportunity. Circumstances are circumstances, like you said. Uh, regardless of what happens, what goes on, if you commit to something, that's what we gotta, you know. You better gotta, than me. Gotta, 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 gotta <laughs> you better gotta than me, brother. I will pull out pause in a minute. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I'll pull out a commitment. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Hurt yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> said, wait a minute. Wait, yeah, okay. wait a minute. How, wait, <laughs> first of all, you gotta speed past that. Like, saying. you can just say what you just said. <laughs> hey, hold so, on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Serious note, though, you know, uh, Curtis here because you know uh, um, a kid had to deal with something in the family and there's nothing no more supportive system that you should have than your family so you know we're giving love to the Adopo family uh, and and what they're going through so just you know you know we're here we're thinking about y'all and you get love from the corner you're getting love from the corner for sure for sure prayers um we'll start off with him bro how was how was your week yeah how was your week brother who me no, no you, you you first yeah, you know, I don't have y'all, y'all give him the new guy yeah go ahead man you know I knew that you been forever no you got the new guy <laughs> they just get to lay eyes on you now man listen. This week, <laughs> this, well, I'm, uh, let me help him out a little bit. I pull up, right? I park my car. I 
water. Dude said he wasn't even gonna say this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finna tell. At the corner, like only Chicago motherfucker can. I recognize some other Chicago shit going on. My man Kurt in front of the park at me because Chicago, you can't park nowhere for free. Nowhere in the city unless you park it in a garbage can. And you know who, who, who the fuck want to park there? Joe Kirk's in front of the machine, beating the machine up, waving to the motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, Joe, what's going on, dog? Not it. So since we all gonna go blast, <laughs> I call the man himself. I call him up. Right. He like, bro, park right here. Just just check the boxes. It got me one that right behind you. I was like, all right. Walk over to the box. I can't see a damn thing on this box. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting there wiping the stuff down, and like every time I wipe, I get new information on the screen. <laughs> and then I turn around, then I see six three in a hoodie, six five in a hoodie walking above me. I'm like, oh okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not. It's not for guess that, what? Man. Guess what? Firearm blazing. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. No, no matter what, oh, whenever that boy's nah. ready. Uh, how was your week, though, man? Let's talk about your week. It just um, it was a it, it was a good week, I'm, and I, I'll say good. good because you make it through every day. Um, I had the I've had the um, unfortunate task of having to support some family uh, through some losses, which right. is never going to be easy. And, uh, and job, just sir. professionally, I, I work at a school, and my vehicle was stolen Damn, from man. my parking lot of my school. Can't make this up. Shouldn't have gave that kid no F, bro. Uh, <laughs> no, so the crappy part is that I'm not a teacher anymore and I'm an administrator, so they're probably no, mad at about either some lecture or the <laughs> the, the potential suspension that they're going to get. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, material things are something we shouldn't be worried about. You know, uh, I wasn't in the car and none of my staff was outside. None of the students were injured or hurt. I was right. able to, you know, have the vehicle. Uh, Found in the same night, which is amazing. That doesn't happen too often. And then at the same time, you know, it just gave me a moment to just kind of, you know, rethink, reevaluate, put some things in perspective. And, uh, you know, so like I said, at the end of the day, it's a good week because uh, I'm, I'm still I'm still above ground. And, I'm, and you uh, here. You here, brother. I'm in a good spot. I'm in a good spot. That's what's nice. Dudes I've known too long, especially this one. <laughs> Crazy little. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's how we supposed to go, man. My week was just, it was a week, man, getting rest, getting good rest, uh, getting my affairs in order to go back to work for the man. Everybody knows I love my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. don't, but you know what I'm saying? It's all good. He but, couldn't uh, even convince himself of that. <laughs> no, not, not, not ever. <laughs> Gearing up to go back to work, man, and uh, it's all good. It's, that's really my week, man, so I'm, I'm here. This is the highlight of my week is right now. Oh, for sure. Well, you know, not, nothing special here, as usual, man. Just on the grind. And while I'm thinking about it, uh, let's pay some bills. So I need y'all to be quiet for a second. Let's get these bills paid real quick. Food insecurity and hunger is projected to affect millions of Chicago residents this year. Dion Chicago Dream is fighting food issues throughout Chicago land. With his Dream Deliveries program, the Dream Team is stabilizing access and quality. To learn more and donate, Visit www.deonschicagodream.com or search at Dion's Chicago Dream on all social media platforms. Again, that's www.deons with an S ChicagoDream.com or search at Dion's Chicago Dream again with an S on all social media platforms. Feed families, create community, and fuel hope. Professional dog. That's that's dope, man. Appreciate hey, that, man. Shout, hey, shout out to Dion, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Shout out to Dion. Hey, 
they keep giving you crap about reading, bro. That was, you, that you was like that? phenomenal. Hey, man, you know, that, it wasn't when, him. When the check comes, man, it's different <laughs> out here, man. You know, and, hey, and this is why I always stood behind my guy. Y'all was giving him crap. Like, give him, <laughs> give him some time, man. <laughs> give him some time. Hey, pal, hey, breathe. Oh, Love, man. Give him some time, yeah, man. man. You know, oh, that, was, that, was that, was, that was amazing. So, yeah, no, shout out for real, for real, go, go, go check out this movie, man. He Absolutely. is doing wonderful things in the community, man, and he's a friend of the show, uh, Squad for Life. For if real, you want to be real. part of the change that's going to actually mean something and, and be progressive in the communities you live in, man, go check that out. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, great, so let's... Great uh, cause, great cause. As, as always, let's go ahead and go run through these quick hits. I want to start in Chicago, as we always do. Uh, we are number one in Chicago for a reason, so let's for highlight these things that are going on. Um, Chicago Black Restaurant Week starts February 6th, uh, runs through the, the 20th. 20th. I love that. There were some restaurants on there that I've been to. That's longer than a week. It is. Hey, right. So why do they call it Black Restaurant Week, right? You know, good catch. Good catch. I thought about that shit when I was, you know, researching shit, but we're going we gonna to call it a, we gonna call it a month, really? Wait, did, did the other, uh, the non-Black Restaurant Week, did that last only a week or was it more than a week? I think it was only a week. Maybe it was two weeks, I think. I believe it was two weeks. So, yeah, nobody sticks to the time frame anymore. Take your money. Go support. Yeah, we got, uh, we got Luella Southern Kitchen. Uh, Hidden Manana. You better not read all the motherfucking no, names. No, I won't. Bro. I won't. We got Kitchen and Cocktails. Now, I do want to go rock with Surf Shop, uh, which is out in South Shore. She's a black owned young lady, Take man. Take scrap with you. Yeah, no, but, but she has a restaurant. Uh, also, what is that? Division in Wales? Take scrap with you. Yeah, well, you you know exactly. Oh, uh, shout, shout out! Not gonna change, bro. Shout out to Flippin' Flavors, man. That is Linda from yeah, Lane yeah, Tech, yeah, man. Yeah, oh yeah, yes, what yes, yes. Uh, I gotta get that. Gotta Go get on, the address. Right. But take, take, take your strap with you. She, she's also uh, she's coming on show, so we can highlight her uh, during this month as well. We got a uh, Taste Twenty Two. What is that? Two Twenty Two. Uh, Dozy's Grill. Never heard of that. Flavor Seafood and Bar. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other Look, get that. out here and go support the black businesses. Yeah, just more docks? than just They got weeks. docks on here, man. Really? Listen, Listen, docks. Man, people, that, that fish wish is a uh, It's a bar. Find something that's in your neighborhood and go support them. That's it. You know, you, you, you put put some bucks in, inside of the things that are in your neighborhood and your community and just give everybody opportunity to, to grow. Like, we, we can't do this if we don't invest in Fast. ourselves. You know, so just don't make it a week. Don't make it a month. Mm-hmm. Make it a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Invest in each there other. We, we'll do better. And so much better. And that's how you beautify your community. Well, I mean, that's what we're all about here, man. You know, we're going to pull up on these businesses, highlight them, uh, continue to shed light on them. With and, the strap. And, and we got to go spend the money. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go spend the money, man. Everybody talking about how much money they got, man. Go spend some with us. Yeah. Period. Because we strap. Don't spend that money, man. Yeah. We good over here. Uh, what else we got? I think a bossy, you said that uh, you had a problem with the HBCU Combine. Uh, they're having a showcase for three, do- three, excuse me, three dozen, three dozen. Uh, NFL hopefuls. What, what's your issue with that? Well, you know what? I, ha- I did have a problem initially, man. But I did a little more homework. And I still have a problem with that shit because <laughs> of the sheer numbers. But I think that's because there are way less HBCUs than there are other institutions out here. So our regular combine, even though it's still invite only, you know, for the regular combine, regular combine, not the HBCU combine, you know, so only a select few get invited anyway. So that select few is going to be way fewer for HBCUs. And if you imagine this, if you miss people, even in the combine, even they aren't invited to the combine, imagine how many Jews you're going to miss that aren't invited to the HBCU combine. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's really just kind of fucked up that I think because there's a smaller number of schools and a small amount of players, I think it should be more players invited to the HBCU combine. I think it should be more players invited. That way you can get a, you don't have such a small sample size. 
Because I'm, I'm guaranteeing you'll miss somebody. I'm going to use a white man. Tom Brady went what in the draft? It was like number right, 50, you know 60, 55. I didn't imagine. Hold on. Imagine how many, and they tell you, Hall of Famers from the NFL came out of these HBCUs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this is before they had a combine for, for, uh, for HBCUs. So just imagine. Imagine. Well, here's my problem. If I, if I have to pick a problem, why do we have to have a division? Right? Why does it have to be the We're HBCU? The same thing. Right? No, I'm not, okay. I'm, but what I'm saying is, why? Like, what's the purpose? If you're good enough to be invited to the combine, and you can definitely speak to this because this right. is your, your area, right? You and them big ass hands. Why? Why is it that it has to be a breakdown of black colleges? Right? Is it because they only play at other black colleges? Are these just the top players at HBCU? Because if you're top tier, you're top tier. So, so what I'll say is this: I, I I can understand your point, and I understand why you ask this question. So, like when you talk about football and you talk about the combine, it's the potential to be a pro. Facts. And when you go through the combine, there's an evaluation system, right? So, like there's a draft status, there's potential draft, there's this. You know, they, they give you like a rating. It's like a metric so system to you. It, it is. Right, so, you know, so, like, you, you have to see where you rate out at. You know, right. and I went through that process myself years ago. What was that, 40? Uh, 434. Four. That boy, that boy fast. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Damn. Hey, squad. That's, That's, right. right. so, That's why he ain't been in jail. That boy know how to run. Nah, man. So, <laughs> no, wait, no. So. <laughs> So I didn't want to. I didn't, I'm not gonna. I didn't want to put myself in the middle of it. Like, so like, if you too. Late, no, no, no. I want you to because yeah. I, so I want people is, to know that that's part of your fabric. Unique perspective. So, so this is what I'll say. So for HBCUs, it's because we've already been separated. There's, okay. There's and it's not the separation of it's identifying and acknowledging the the historically black colleges. So when it comes to the swag and those other conferences, that's been a part of the culture of college football, and it's been a part of the culture of what Abasi said great a week ago, Black America. Right. So we do have to be able to identify where these kids will come from because even the kids that are the, the black kids, the minority kids of these power five schools are from the same neighborhoods, are from the same cities and the same states that a lot of our historically black colleges are at. Right. So bring that all back together. So with the separate with the separate combine, so the great thing with this one was that all the reason why I liked it is because it was during the um the senior bowl. The recent Facts. senior bowl. Facts it okay. was. So, so what it you was. do is you get an opportunity because a, a combine isn't just for a senior, but you get all of the seniors that may not have got a level of recognition across the board, power five or not, they get right. a chance to come into the building. And get seen. As well as the underclassmen who may want to test the waters and see what their draft stock would be, they get a chance at a historically back college to do that. And we can see the light that, you know, uh, Coach Prime shed on – you know, historically black college over the COVID spring season as well right. as last year. So there's kids, and I say kids, there's kids, there's young men that are going to get opportunities. So I understand the notion to say, well, man, why I need to be separate? But it needs to be separate. They need the opportunity to be able to separate themselves from a certain level of talent that we already know is present. So mm. if I put the light on you, then you shine. My mom used to always say, a star going to shine wherever it's at. Right. You Facts. look up, star shine. It don't matter. So if I give you the opportunity and I give you that that time period to do it, if I give you this platform to use it, it's just on that kid to utilize so that what, time and that platform. So like that's why I see it, and because combines suck, and combines suck because <laughs> skills uh, measurables don't mean always time. translate. They always translate, right? right. You know, like I'll, so myself for example, I ran four three four, bench press two twenty five for sixteen. 
I'm not that quick. I was streamlined fast, and as a defensive back, I need to be quicker than fast. But you know how long it took me to make that correlation? That. Right. You know, Got it was guys that I was flat out fast then, but when they do the, the short shuttle in the, at the combine, yeah. like their short shuttle time is four flat. Their short shuttle time is like three nine. My short shuttle time was four two. <laughs> like, damn. It sounds fast, nah, but it's not yeah. when you do it in comparison. Tenth of a every, second is a hell of a difference. It's a huge yep, difference. So you take a kid who has the measurable, but his statistics don't look a certain way because he's at the HBCU. And here's another thing. Scheme-wise, historically black colleges played speed ball. So it was a lot of deep passes or options were still running the ball to a certain extent. It wasn't these... West Coast games. Like the offenses that were, were moving at this pace to keep along with the NFL because they're not getting the overall talent. The right. biggest issue at every level of football is interior linemen, offensive line and defensive line. Right. You can go find four corners at a small school from Division Three to HBCU to a guy that just left a JUCO against four guys that play at a Power 5 school, and it's not going to be a huge drop-off. So you're you saying that, mm. to, to put it in a nutshell, you're saying that it's, it's a good thing that they have their separate stage to shine on. Yeah, right, because cool. they need that. Because That's understandable, if bro. not, you're going to take Alabama's statistics and say that this kid is that. Right. Compared to the Jackson State kids' statistics and say that he is this. Right, gotcha, gotcha. So they need that opportunity because even though I said it sucks, but they got to put their measurables next to their numbers. So right. without without this, they don't even get an invite to the... the no, because it's going to be based on statistics alone. Got it. If you're not got an All-American, if you're not first-team All-Conference for multiple years, you're just a guy. You're one of the well, well, it's, many. It's fortunate that this next, this next quick hit, we stay in black, though. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, um... Brian Flores sues the NFL. Okay, <laughs> love it. Should have love it. This should have been happening. I'm I'm mad at some of these coaches that didn't do what Brian Flores did. Now, now, now here's the thing. Right? Tell I, us why he sued the NFL. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Because he, he, you ready? You no, ready, no, no, no. Go ahead. No, this this your shit. Go ahead. Get yeah, it off. No, get it off. No, get no, it no, off. You, 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 no, you no. lay it up. You tell, lay us, up. tell us why he sued the, the NFL, Lamar. If I'm correct, he's black and didn't get get the the, the right shot at a head coaching job like most NFL. Uh, Agencies, I say agencies, uh, organizations, organizations, right? Organizations, yeah. They don't, they don't historically hire black coaches like Hugh Jackson, right? Um, he's now at Grambling State. Huge, dope, dope. great hey, hire. Brian Flores, Brian Flores made the HBCU too. But here's the thing: keep on. No, he won't. He Shit. got Hugh Jackson got Watch. fired for being his, we'll make that bad. his record was eight and eight. <laughs> that record was eight and eight, and he said himself he will probably never get another sh- chance at an NFL job. When is eight and eight? A, a bad season. That's terrible. It's five hundred. But but no, it's, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. And he got he, not. no no no. Hold what's, on. What's, okay, so wait, hold what's fifty percent of school? No, so hold on. Hold on. Failing. So the issue isn't the issue isn't what he. It's not his record. The issue isn't his record. The issue no. is the opportunity. So to go eight and eight for most coaches, they're going to secure a job. Absolutely. Exactly. So in Brian Flores' case, he goes zero and seven, turns around and go hey, eight and one. Hell of a winning streak. You know, so like that's something that the who's who's of football did not do. So the 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 bigger issue with the lawsuit is that he had very credible individuals. When the Bill Belichick text messages came Beautiful. through, Beautiful. it was the mm-hmm. NFL, y'all can't you you ain't running from this one. No. But the trick was what that was, the trick with that that Bill Belichick Belichick text was, he doesn't speak for the Giants though. Okay, he, he doesn't don't, speak, he don't for, speak for the Giants. So, to, so this is the point. Wait, wait one, one second. He, okay. don't speak, he don't speak for the Giants, though. So any good lawyer, these high-powered media lawyers can watch that shit in court. 
He don't speak for the Lord. But when you have people coming out and say, I have further info of things like this here, there, this, and that. And even when Brian DeBall got the job, <laughs> got the job over uh, Brian Flores, you, you still could be there. This is my, my problem. When they were offering him the uh, money to tank games. And yes. he knew. hundred grand? That, yeah, hundred grand a game. He knew that. We knew because we watched football. We were educated and informed. The rest of the coaches, the black coaches that have come along in the league, and either the white coaches they knew, even the white coaches knew, that black coaches get a shorter leash. Exactly. So they offer you money to tank games, knowing that their record is going to be reflective of your coaching career, even though they ask you to tank. This record's go. This, this Dolphins record goes on your resume for when you're trying to get another job somewhere else. So they're going to say, oh, they're going to look at that record and say, hey, he can't win. So this guy who has no experience may have a better chance or just the same amount of uh, a chance as winning at Ryan Flores. And that was the slick setup part to me. They set this man up to fail. Yeah. Here's the crazy part, too. Um, if you look at the head coach for Pittsburgh, he is the Mike, black, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. He's the black standard. Super Bowl winning coach, right? though. He's the black standard. But you know how great he has to be? Ooh, Tony his Dungy. For sure. For sure. Well, we're currently still in the but, league. Yeah, but right. yeah. But, but you said standard? No, no. But what I'm saying is you have to be – Mike Tomlin to get and plus he ten plus Pittsburgh, years bro. Pittsburgh in, a, in an organization. Okay, so right? so here's two things, and this is rather ironic. The Rooney Rule came from who Pittsburgh still Pittsburgh. Yep. So he's the walking embodiment of what the Rooney Rule is. The Rooney Rule is over twenty years old. So what? Long enough. It's, 20, it's, 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 it's over twenty years old. So the Rooney Rule in itself is saying that I need to interview. This is where Brian Flores right. touched on. Um, that's a crime. The, si- the situation that happened in Denver that they just didn't seem ready. Right. So it was just I was, it was a formality. And, right. And the fact that he was going to interview in New York, but Belichick sent him a message three days prior to say congrats. <laughs> so like, so you may so I understand your point legally, but in the court of public opinion, if information is shared, how would you have that information? It wasn't it wasn't like a speculative text. It right. wasn't like oh I heard it was. Congratulations! Right, mm-hmm. right. You get what I'm saying. That's so, true. like, I understand the legal. I understand the legal part of it, and that you're right. An attorney will say Bill Belichick is associated with the the New Patriots. England Patriots. He's not associated with the with the Giants brand. He didn't dot 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 dot. But the fact is that a reputable winning coach who has a 30, 40 plus year history in the NFL. Texts his former assistant. Coach. Both of them are former assistants. But, but, but he texts his former assistant. <laughs> yep. Congratulations. Yep. So now Brian Flores, in a very witty way, hey. I gotcha. Did you? Yahtzee. Did you mean <laughs> this to come to me? Right. Oh, Yahtzee. I fucked up. Now that's what you got, Bill? You got my fucked up? No. <laughs> this system fucked up. Talk that you shit. Talk man. that shit. Yeah. This system fucked up. Yeah. He sounds like an old man, too. Oh, my bad. Ron Brian, get a text thread. I said, damn, <laughs> nothing Ron else. Right? Nothing else, right? Nothing, nothing at all. So, man. like, so for me, it's the it's the conversation of what is a qualification, who is qualified to do, and when we when we look at this, I think the the record number of black coaches we have is in like 2017, like three or four minority minority coaches. It was Ron, us, Ron but Rivera, they, but they actually included yeah. Ron Rivera yeah. right. in there as well. Yeah, you know, but I can go way back to. Green Bay had a black coach at one time, Ray Rhodes. Mm. Ray, the Ray more Rhodes you know, the more you know. Above 500. Either he was at 500 or above 500. Okay. Right. Ray Rhodes' ass was gone. <laughs> gone, gone. Quick. I, can, 
don't even know what the Red Rose did the, after that. The only roads I respect is, is Dusty Rose, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's and, funny. And the poker so, so <laughs> this dude, wow. So, in all honesty, I hope that even though I, I believe Brian Flores will get an NFL job. We'll make that bet. And also, no, this is why he'll get an NFL job. He's going to get an NFL job because there are certain cities and communities that are dependent on minority dollars. Okay. New York's not one of them. At all. But if you talk Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He was in, one. He was in Miami. No, but, but, but Miami still as a, as a state of Florida is never a us state. Okay. You get what I'm saying? It's never going to be a us state. I'll go with that. Okay. You get what I'm saying? So he's yeah. going to be able to find places that will say, you are a great coach. We do have a brand and a product that he needs. He needs a small market there. But what about? But that's what I'm saying, though. But it, that means he'll get one. What and about at the end of the day? HBCU. That's what he needs to do. Right, exactly. That's what. What HBCU. about? HBCU. What about the idea of of, Sanders, of us going to HBCUs again, starting with the players like we talked about all the time, all the basketball players, top players going, and now football players as well, right? Uh, you got Hugh Jackson. You got um, uh, George. Uh, I forgot what what uh, HBCU he, he's at. Eddie George at Tennessee State. There you go, Tennessee State. Um, and now again, Hugh Jackson. What about? These prolific black coaches and ex black players that will help recruiting. Let's go to HBCUs, right? Because I say it all the time. I said this before. It does not matter. Again, if you a star, you a star. And there was one point where these Power Five schools didn't want. They didn't want us. They didn't want us, right? And we had to make the best of being a D one athlete at these black schools. Just remember this though: Uh, the blue blood schools, Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina. You can go Michigan. You can go. You know, LSU, Michigan, Ohio State, you know, all those, uh, all those schools, man. You Penn can be State. you get a better facts. You have a better chance of going pro, being an average or just above average player at those schools mm-hmm. than if you're a superstar in HBCU. So, so I don't want this to go in another direction, but at the end of the day, it's what is your value going to be based on? Is it your child, your son, your daughter going to school to become a pro, or your son or your daughter going to school to be a better person, a having a career that extends? A pro. But okay, so hold on, so hold on. We're gonna move past right, this. Though, okay, okay. As he has on the Division One right. shirt, and, and we gotta, gotta, gotta pro. and we gotta get to and that. Did not go pro, and no, it's not a knock, not a shot. I, 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 I bust my ass. I bust my ass to try to go. Didn't make it. Went to Europe. Did all kind of shit. Slept on couches and all. Whatever you want to do, it's real. It's real, but I would prefer, like right now, currently. Did it not make you a better person though? Going through that. You know what made me a better person was recognizing the value of my education. Because no matter, I knew, I, I never forget this, I had an opportunity to go to an open trial for the, I want to say it was the Philadelphia Eagles. I've been there, been stealing. No, no, no. <laughs> so my, <laughs> my coaches in college knew a couple of people, I had a guy who was already moving back around, and he was like, Kurt, if you can make it to Philadelphia, you can go to this open trial. I sat on my mom's couch. I mm. leaned back, and I was like, I'm good. Oh. Because the I was the guy, I'm the unsung hero. I'm the guy that's at the bottom. I'm the guy that's gonna have to do what these HBCU kids were doing or right. have to do now. And but what I had was was a four year degree in education that I knew when I walked out, you'd have that with I you. I was gonna be good. You had know, you so had you lost love? Because I don't understand why you didn't go. I think I would have went. I've never loved football. You bro, just you were just good at that shit, bro. Talking. I, I I never did. I never loved football. That's interesting. I. I and this is I understand what he's saying Man we gonna be off of the We gonna be no, off it's of good. the no, list no, no, go, go, go. Uh, So you know honestly I've never loved football I had the The 
the great privilege and the opportunity to play a sport that provided a lot for me and my family. Right. I, I traveled. I saw a lot of things. I met a lot of great people. I got a, a great education out of it. But it was because I had the opportunity to do something I had a skill set to do. And it, not that it came easy, it just was easier to do. Got it. My love was baseball. Me and, and you both. And yeah. then what happened is I met a man <laughs> named uh, Charles McClinton, Coach Mack. Coach Mack, man. RIP, man. Love you. So I, uh, Coach that Mack. foul ass plaque at Lane Tech pisses me off when I saw it as fucking caricature of him. It, it was so. I haven't anyway, seen it yet. It's, it's, ter- it's, it's terrible. Bad. But bad. anyway, a guy like him, a, a man like right. Coach Mack saw something to me and I was like, I learned what. I really loved and had a passion for it, but even at a young age, it's like you take what the opportunity is given to you. And it takes a lot to make it in track. It takes a lot to make it in baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so what I did is I took the opportunity that came to me. So even though I, I, I'm Got recognizing, it. I'm seeing for, you know, coaching and doing all that. Like, I, right. football was just something I had the opportunity to do, and I just so happened to make the most of the opportunity that I was given. But if I could do it all over again, shit, baseball and track. One, I'm never, I'm not going to deal with the head and neck and shoulder injuries that right. I dealt with. And, Shit, you can play double A and triple A baseball and make hundred thousand dollars. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You can get a track endorsement, an endorsement, one brand, one shoe, one energy drink. Shout out to Lamont, man. He, and was, he was going crazy. And again, Shout out to Lamont, man. Lamont's a guy who Lamont's a guy who I often reached out to when my daughters were, were, were ready to run. Mm-hmm. To run. Right. You know, and he's a phenomenal dude. It's, it's a crazy story about Lamont and track right when I first I was y'all know I was a butthole in high school, right? Yeah. I, I, I think <laughs> I knew you. I think I knew you. Do a little bit, a little bit. So I go, I go. So Coach Mack kept telling me, "It's like, boy, when you gonna leave this bullshit alone and come run track?" So I went to track on the first day, right? So we running in this slippery ass hallway. I'm giving the hallway everybody was terrible. I'm giving everybody treacherous, and I'm giving everybody work. And I, Lamont, I love you, bro. <laughs> Lamont didn't want to let me leave until he beat me. He was like, "Damn!" He was like, "Bro, <laughs> I was just mad." I'm, I'm like, "Bro, you the man? Like this dude can you gonna jump over the school?" Like, like, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, it. Skill, like, so bro. it's crazy. But like, we gonna bring it all the way back. But like, uh, that, we'll see. But that 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 that. Well, no, Bossy, I, I want I, you to. I understand real quick what he's saying though about not loving uh, what he what he did the most, but taking advantage of the opportunity. I love basketball, but at a certain point, I had to realize where my love uh, was just, I was in a, a bad relationship at the time, you know what I'm saying, with basketball, because gotta, I wasn't going any gotta further. Bre- you got to break, exactly. break up with that mother. And it was the most difficult thing to do, because right now, I could sit on the couch and watch basketball for hours on end, and no goddamn well, I can't do shit about it. You know what I'm saying? But you know the crazy part? I don't even watch a lot of football. It's only one day a week. No, like, <laughs> like, even when it's on. Yeah, fuck it, you fuck it. Like, it got yeah. to the point where it was like... So you're not watching the Super Bowl is what you're saying? I, it's going to be on in the background. Okay, there you go. You know what I'm saying? It's right. a it's a conversation piece for guys. Got it's it. a got it. Okay, I want to be. Oh, okay. It's going to be a good game. I'm not going. Right. I'm going front. You know, but like it's just when you love something, you love it. When you don't, you don't. And when you appreciate what you can do in life and not what you've done in life, then mm. you you gonna move past some of those things. You know. So, but yeah, I, I mean, get it. If, if given an opportunity, I'm taking every opportunity. I could get in basketball. That's why I ended up where I ended up because I wouldn't quit. But that's a reality though. Yeah. Like what you love doesn't mean it'll manifest into something that loves you. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Talk your shit. Okay. You know, Facts. so like you that that may have been it for you. And yeah. like I and and for most people, that's I would say you you really invested in your craft. Like we can laugh and joke a lot of times about what people say and do, but I, I really think you did invest in your craft. 
So when you invest in something, you say, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're gonna get you're gonna reap the rewards or reap the benefits of it's what the guy who yeah. didn't fucking even try. Right. You got get what I'm saying? But like when you walk away from you it, you got the most you, you could out of it. You walk away from that. You know yep. what I'm saying? That's so why like, I don't trip at all. So when you when you get to that point though, that that self actualizing moment, and it's like, wow, you know what? I'm cool. I'm got good it. with what I did. Yeah. And shit, that don't come with a dollar. Can't nobody nobody can pay you for your peace of mind. Facts. I don't know. Fact. I don't know now. Oh, shit. I'm going to tag at 43, goddamn. I don't know, man. No, but for real, though, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's what we, that's what all of us being athletes at some point, you know, you, you, you're you not going to dunk at the rest of your yeah, life. You're not no. throwing assists the rest of your life. I'm not going to score a touchdown the rest of my life. I'm not going to get interception the rest of my life. Yeah. I got to be comfortable with the rest of my life. And this is where, that's cold. When you look at, look at these athletes that they leave the sport, bro. They don't know who the hell they are. Nope. That's true. That's true. Like you can take the best of the best, and they all have struggled with trying to figure out what's the next. Who the hell? Who, like, yeah. who the, the, the only guy that was in that space ain't here no more. That was Kobe. He was the only guy that kind of, and I'm not going to say only. He was one of the ones that we saw kind of have an idea and comfort in where his next chapter was going to be. Mm-hmm. So, Abasi, you are rocking the... Indiana State Sycamore representing gear. your Sycamores. Uh, can we talk about the uh, disgraceful, nasty, re- I don't know, stupid shit that they did the other day? Well, we should, though, because, I mean. No, hold them accountable. You hold can them have accountable. your heart in the right place and do the wrong thing, or you can just be a fucking moron. <laughs> and they were fucking morons. So they put up a post the first day of Black History Month. It said, in celebration of Black History Month, they had three different color fists. One was light skin. That was my first problem. <laughs> we're honoring our Hall of Fame members who have made an impact throughout the years. Today's spotlight is on, take a second to think, when I say this name, tell me what color you think this guy is. George Chestnut. Sounds like a white guy. <laughs> Shane Whitey's in the building. <laughs> absolutely. We're going to put the screenshot up too. He was absolutely a white guy who had nothing to do or contribute to black history. So, being the smart, first of all, the AD. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So there was, there's no black Hall of Famers at Indiana State. Definitely, yeah. Savante, 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 uh, yeah, Carl uh, Nix, Carl Nix, yeah. Shout out to Savante, yeah, yeah. 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 My name, my name Nick Green, yeah, yeah. my teammate, be Hall of Famer, a dog. We coming he, to holler at you too, Nick. NBA referee now, Miami Heat. Oh, okay. You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay. Uh, here's the ads. <laughs> Sherrod Clink Scales, name fool me. Uh, from the jump. So a brother named Sherrod made So he says a note from the athletic director. I apologize for the post on ISU's athletic social media as you should. today that was meant to celebrate Black History Month. I love the voice. It was my mistake. <laughs> An egregious oversight, but not something done on purpose by anyone. Still, period. It denigrated the many contributions of black athletes to the rich heritage of ISU athletics. Lies, because it's a small percentage of us there. Uh, <laughs> for that, I am deeply sorry, and I must, I must, and will do better. Sherrod, you didn't know, you didn't even know this fucking shit went out. Give him credit. For I, so, so, Sherrod, hey, give him credit for denigrate. <laughs> like, for sure, for sure. Shout, shout out to Sherrod. But guess what, Sherrod? Get your man. If you don't get your goof ass, absolutely, man. I'm not on that. My teammates, Nate Green, actually bought it to the. Uh, the, the brethren shit Those are my brothers Black and white We spent time together Paid dudes Went to war together They're my brothers You know what I'm saying They were appalled More than I was by it I laughed at that shit Looking like This is hilarious Because I didn't expect Them to get that shit right You know why Because you're 
Indiana State University in Terre Haute, Indiana. You are whitest of the white of the white, white, white. God damn it. You know what I'm saying? Ain't that what Larry Bird from? Mm -hmm. His name's on everything. And it should because he was was a goon on the court. You know what I'm saying? But Indiana is also where... Uh, the KKK started. The, the clan was established. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, hey, what do you expect, man? Sometimes you got to know when to say when, and if you don't know the right way to approach something, go tap somebody on the shoulder and say, "Hey, man, how do we do this?" <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it, talk, talk to your PR talk person. Mind, hey, yo, how do we present? How do we give black people love for uh, coming to Indiana State and achieving things at Indiana State and not look like fools? Somebody would have helped you, motherfuckers. I would like to because uh, I saw Indiana State play the other day. They got a couple good guards. They do. Out. And I would love to talk to one of them to see what they thought about that uh, that that post. That's, that's easy. But, work. He, but yeah. here's here's the deal: it's a Division One school in the state of Indiana who could care less about the minority population or the black population in their state, let alone the United States. Right. And the percentage of African American and I oh I detest myself when I say the the percentage of black athletes. No, but the way that the rest of America can identify. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, that that's not a concern. Their dollar is going to be in the overall enrollment and endowment to Indiana State, which is not going to be a part of our community. It's not going to be a part right. of what they care to. So in Indiana State, wherever they, however far they go, conference titles, non-conference title, right. NCAA appearances. You made, or it, not, you made a tournament, goddammit. Yeah, you got your ring. How you got your ring? I do. How long ago? <laughs> it was I got March Madness hey, buckets. You can't, can't take it away from hey, me. They can't, they can't change what we was. was. <laughs> I got March Madness buckets, though. You did, hey, and yeah, I got hey, March Madness buckets. Yes. But, but you and, and but that's but that's it. That's that. That's that thing that we have to fight. Which is why I say those HBCU kids need that opportunity because right. good time. If, if, good time if, if you let's just say let's just say this. Let's just say you gave a combine for basketball, football for black athletes. To be able to be recognized, so that means a guy like an, a guy like Abasi who could have came from Indiana State, which is a you no know, major, mid major, right? He wouldn't have to worry about doing anything else. I mean, like you know what? Let me go to this combine, right? Kill. Let me let me show what my overall skill set is because I didn't get, get the Chicago chance to. Package. You wow. did. That, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm the with progression you. in the growth is in a way in how we package everything, but historically by colleges. Are going to be the door. They're going to be the gateway because of the, the individuals that are providing that level of attention to the story right. of black colleges right now. But the amount of attention that blacks have provided to these power five, these top level mm-hmm. division one mm-hmm. institutions, has been something that they've monetized on, taken advantage of for years. Facts. All right. So to bring this right back in, so uh, Lane Tech alumni, uh, Fritz Pollard, mm-hmm. one of, was the first black head coach in NFL, well, in professional football history before it was the NFL. That's professional football. Okay, he's a Lane Tech grad. You know, Ivy League. You know, uh, I, Ivy League institution was Lane a Rose Bowl freaking MVP. But you wouldn't know that. Why? Because they ain't trying to tell you. And it wasn't. It, it's, it's not glorified. It's not. It's not attractive. It's not right. You know. So even though we're talking now about a coaching issue and a coaching decision about minority coaches, then we can still reference very relevant. Individuals that were prominent coaches in professional football, you know, I wish, and, I wish. And, and no matter, and this got into Ivy League. So now that means you go Ivy League. We can talk about regular major. When I say regular, we can talk about the, your, your typical, you know, four year institutions. Or we can talk about historically bad colleges. And we had a guy who went to Ivy League, who's from the city of Chicago, who was one of the first professional coaches. But like, that's something that we're not going to put on the page. You get what I'm saying? So like, this boy Kirk. 
fucking going, ain't it? And in total, all, all I'm saying is, is that like when it comes to sports and the avenues that they give us, we got to push back. When it comes to statistics, we have to really look at the statistics and say the percentage of players is not what I want to put my focus on. It's going to be the percentage of change. You know, how much did this person influence, change, or alter the decisions of the minds of the individuals that have the ability to do something different? And that's I just that's what I think that's where that's the beautiful thing about them what Brian Flores is going to do, which is why he will get a job and why other black coaches will come back. <laughs> now check this, and, check this out. Other black coaches will come out and support. No, I'm him. with you. I'm with you. Check this out though. I just realized something. McKinley is a teacher. You're in education. Um, you motherfuckers talk. Both of y'all are long winded. Now don't have to be though. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to listen to it, <laughs> but the listeners love that shit. <laughs> And, and, and I don't I'm think it's I'm apologizing in <laughs> <laughs> Let me be clear I'm trying to like Tag me in coach You know what I mean But it's crazy Man, they, Y'all Y'all was hitting Y'all hitting my heart though You hitting sports Have a, you have a sip man. Have, have, have a, a sip no, we, we, we on that Check this out You hitting black folks You know check, what I'm saying Check this out And so, we not done So, so I, I found this Very very interesting And funny at the same time uh, We've talked about The metaverse shit <laughs> Right Wow There's a woman I believe she's out of the UK and I believe she worked yeah, for she's Google. She's out of the UK. 43 year old uh, woman. Yes. 43 year old uh, woman from. Uh, she's okay. yeah, she's uh, filing sexual wild. harassment in the metaverse. And basically, she's <laughs> alleging that she was virtually raped, right? I don't, I don't G- play with gang, rape. Gang, gang, gang rape. Gang rape is what rape. she said. So she said she gets on there with her avatar and people are coming at her, filling on her. Within seconds. Within seconds. <laughs> within seconds. Right? Within seconds. First of all, you can't feel the touch. You Why can't call her metal police, though. <laughs> Right, like, come on, man, get your goof ass out of here, man. You, you were so, so sexually assaulted. So, what the metaverse? Do, what you want to do is make sure you continue to secure your bag. <laughs> right. Let's make sure that some of y'all right. are metaverse comments. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, okay. But, but, but now, now, look, <laughs> I did, I no, did say this, this, and uh, when we first got introduced to the metaverse, I said, "Well, look." I'm going to build my metaverse. I'm going to have police. Right? You didn't say that. I'm going, to, I'm going to have builders. You know what I mean? I'm going to have everything that a actual city. Because I used to play Sims. You ever play Sims? No, I didn't. That, that, okay. So it, it was weird. Like you would just build your whole community, right? It was just some weird shit. I was on some geek shit. But. No surprise there. Yeah. <laughs> but, right? So this is what this metaverse shit reminds me of. And you go in there with your avatar and you claim that you are sexually harassed. Like, there's no law enforcement agency that's going to take this claim seriously. Let me, and maybe you can speak to this. Let me touch I would down like a little you to speak bit. to it. Let me touch down on this subject a little Pause. bit. I'm, I'm going to be serious about Ooh, it. Yeah. Hey. Touch on this subject. Wait a minute. Touch down on this, on this subject a little bit. Yeah. On this meta, meta rape. <laughs> right. Rape is not a funny word, so no, we're not, not even going to have it. Okay? No. Uh, this is an extent. This is an extension of, you know, I'm a woman, believe me, you know, type of deal. And I'm okay with that when it's an actual thing, but let me be a little, little more definitive of what I'm saying. To me, the problem was not with uh, the men, the, the avatars assaulting this, the male avatars assaulting this female avatar. To me, the problem was the mindset of these men controlling these avatars. We're assuming they're men controlling these avatars, thinking it's okay. Well, she said, they were, she said voices were associated with the avatar, so she right. subscribed to saying, men. So yes. I, don't, I don't take her word because she said you got. Gang banged in, mm-hmm. in the fuck on digital space, bro. So like, like, me, that's caution for me. You know, I don't know her her state of mind, so I can't say I'm not. So I'm not, so I'm not even shaming her. 
You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm attacking the mindset. They had to go approach this uh, female avatar and start accosting her and doing things and saying, don't you like it? You know you want it. That to me, that speaks to a mindset of a sick motherfucker that if you can do some digital space, there's you the, you the type of motherfucker that's in a basement somewhere, you know, you would tie somebody up. You would do some dirt, assault a motherfucker, maybe, you know, we gonna, I can't say what I want to say because that's the subject later. But you will do some dirty shit and try to hide your hand to somebody. You, now you have somewhere where you can't be held accountable for doing what you want to do. But those thoughts are in your fucking head anyway, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so what I'll say is this, and I think to your point, when you talk about the mindset of those individuals that, you know, put forth that negative display, whatever the case may be. Right. Just imagine being in a space where you can see something happening to you. Mm. Right, so the woman like a lucid dream kind. Yeah, of. you get what I'm saying. So okay. the woman is now watching her an image of herself be right. violent because she created that image. Yeah, you, you, right. you know, so her. like, so I put some stock into what I portray. I see what right. you're doing. So now, whatever happens to that image is me. Right, you get what I'm saying. It's yeah. like when someone takes your name and. Tears it up, shreds it up. You still have to separate it. real from not real, though. You, 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 you can associate real from you can associate the real from a meta world, right? But the emotions on what you see are definitely you don't real. unsee, you right. don't unsee. It's traumatizing. So, and and I think that's where she's like, right. where's her comfort in anything and I, else? I, that I understand that. Absolutely. And now, now, granted, now that comfort turns into reality because when you're in a room with four men, that doesn't mean those four five. men will. Don't do that. Don't, don't short the other guy. Don't short the other guy. <laughs> He, he was getting it in. He going to jail too. He was getting it in. Guess he's going, going to jail tonight. My, my apologies. So if you're in the real world, if you walk into a room with five men, that doesn't mean that that's the actions that will take Got place. It. Right. But you will emotionally be triggered based on what you yeah. saw, what you heard, strong possibility. and what you interpreted in that metaverse. Oh, we part of that. Now, granted, you do have to create it because, like, I was, I did a little research and I said something about you can have like this safe bubble, like you walk around <laughs> right. in the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no, that's what they were saying. It's yeah. called the safe, I, safe I read controls, yeah. the safe yes. zones, yes. or something where, like, you really basically just sightseeing, pretty much. You're being yeah. a voyeur. You're so really you're a voyeur. You're moving around, but then uh-huh. it, it you're a voyeur. <laughs> so, what it does, in all honesty, it takes away what it actually is. It takes away the physical interaction. In the metaverse, there's no physical interaction. Right. So, Not it yet. might eliminate what Not can be a pseudo physical interaction in the metaverse then I don't have that so I'm in my bubble right you get what I'm saying so like I, you know those safety protocols or however they want to do it I mean the world has grown into a place where people want to be distant so how can you go did you, you want to speak on this Amon no go ahead so how do you rectify how does what does you want the well, metaverse so here's the thing the metaverse is new right so you won't you won't know how to rectify it until certain things happen then right. you put up stop signs the bubbles, all that, right? To right. protect people and just, I guess, again, protect your emotional space, your mental space. Because yeah, I never thought about it like that. Because in my mind, it's like it's, it's, it's video games, right? No, no, but in a woman's mind, like, no, she was violated, right? It was just a good yeah. point. I'm still not going, but I understand. It's cool. I'm not going. Um, but anyway, you know, this is the metaverse. You know, they'll figure that shit out. I'm not. I'm not on that. I haven't bought any space in the in, uh, in, in the metaverse. You know what I mean. I'm holding yeah. on to. My, I'm buying real land out here. You know what I mean. Right. So it, making moves. It is what it is. Um, before we, well, actually, it's only up and it's only us. It's only That's up. It's only said. us, man. There you go. Uh, speaking of which, I got to talk about Tribe Called Quest, man. Shout out to them for uh, being nominated for the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, doesn't happen yeah. too often. Um, let me ask y'all this, and we we don't have to be long winded on it. Give me your best or your favorite Tribe album. Ooh, mine's to be a, to give it a buck is the love movement. Okay, like I just think the the tracks. I think the 
the production that you know Tip and uh, Ali put together on that was crazy. You know, Midnight Marauders is not that's, that's, that's definitely my favorite. That's definitely my favorite. Yeah. My so, shit. so what I did, and I, I really had to sit back and like the the Midnight Marauders has this collection of sounds, mm-hmm. but the Midnight Marauders album had a lot of cameos. It, it, like that's when it's the whole native tongue movement. That the low end theory deal. was good too, though. Huh? Low end theory was good. Low end theory was what got us. Beast Rhyme and you know life was good. You know what I mean? Beast Rhyme's life was on the back end, bro. Like, no, it was, but it was good. It was good. It was a good album. Rhyme's life is gonna come like fourth, maybe. He's going fourth. Four. Who? Out of all albums. No, no, no. I'm saying. No, I'm saying. I'm talking about my favorites though. Like so. Okay, so cool. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Midnight Marauders was my favorite, but man. It's all good. That's what, so, that's what I'm saying, right? That's what we do, when you listen to Midnight Marauders, it catches us in that space. We're talking about a group that literally puts all of us in the same space. Yes. So when we talk about Midnight Marauders, it really puts us in the space of that growth and evolution. The and you love see movement. them. Yep. Yeah. The love movement, we're almost men at that point. 98. Right. I mean, a lot of women come out yeah. like 98. But see, so my- you're, you're experiencing a lot of the things that they're saying in the love movement. Which is why when I listen to it, I go, I can get the nostalgic moment from the Midnight Marauders album. I can get right. the nostalgic right. moment from the low end right. theory. But when you get to, or even the beat rhymes in life, keep it a buck. You know, like, I'm not going to, I'm a try fan. Like anybody that knows me, they know I'm a try fan. But just the arrangement, the, the tracks, the level of production. Right. It, man, and then for us as a timepiece, I think that's really where we were at. I with you. I with you. You get I'm what I'm saying? Like, so no discredit to anybody. And let's let's talk just, about um, one, one second. I think my favorite song from them. It's not their best song, but a song that really hit me uh, in the heart because I was I think I was in college, and sometimes you, you get a little depressed, <coughs> you get a little lonely, even though you got your boys down there, you can call home, call your mom, dad, your brothers, and shit. They had a song with Faith Evans called "Stressed Out." Oh, that was my shit. I was just you know, playing earlier. I didn't know what it feels to be. Stressed out, stressed out. When you had faith on the joint, it just go hard anyway. Right, that was that was faith before Bad Boy. You know what I mean? That was cold. Beach Uh, Beach Rhymes in Life. Yeah, ninety six. There you go. So that's what I'm saying. Beach Rhymes in Life. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put the album, but like you got to pull tracks out that. Yeah, no, you do. You know what I'm saying? You do. But that was cold. But got me my feelings a little bit, man. But find my way. You want to talk about riding the beat, bro? They murdered that motherfucker. So, this is, so <laughs> what did I say? I saw that. I said the level of production <laughs> and the tracks on Love Movement, that alone. And the album cover right. was totally different than the album cover it they was. did. It, it was, was simply a white cover with thin, you yeah. know, font. Right, right and you really just getting this. You basically you getting this yeah, work. And you before this, you finna get this on, work. Be, you, don't, you don't need nothing. Before else. we move on, right? I got to give again a huge shout out to Q-Tip as a producer because I think he's not mentioned enough. And this boy kissed Janet Jackson. Like, come on, man. He dated Janet Jackson. Yeah, cool, but cool. On, on screen, like uh, you know what I mean. Like that was that. Uh, that was um, Pac did too. Pac, yeah, Pac, yeah. Damn, Janet, you out here running? Out here. Janet okay. and Taylor, out here. But you know what, though? And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be quiet after this. We can go to the next subject, bro, because we got some I don't, I don't, I don't believe you are. Fam, <laughs> okay. Uh, if Tribe's going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, fam, somebody got to give Charlie Wilson a nudge, bro. Mm-hmm. Somebody give Charlie a nudge, bro, because he's been doing it for a long time. Gap Band and Solo. Yeah, I now, agree. And I hope his association with a certain artist doesn't stop him, bro. But the, oh, Charlie still got it. 
He still got it though. Man, I'm so, I'm, I'm so not a fan. And it's I, all right though. I, we, we, I, no, that's a whole other conversation. No, no, don't, get, no, no, don't, no, don't no, do no, it. Don't I do it. Don't do it. Longevity. Okay. Longevity. Quality. Yeah. So, but but what I'm saying is, social to be a, awareness. To be, to be a fan of something doesn't mean I don't appreciate it. I'm just not. I'm not a fan. Okay. There you go. I'm just not a fan. All right, right. That's fair. You know. So I I, I definitely understand. When you talk longevity. I think that's the one thing we always reward. Bomb on me. Yeah. You reward longevity. Tulsa. Without a doubt. Right. And he's definitely done it as a group member and as a solo artist and. All right, let me Uncle Charlie to everybody on this. Yeah, yeah. Let me let, let me speed up. West, that's about where shit. Uncle Charlie, where that? Where that Charlie? Where that Charlie? All I know is Charlie and Joe. No sundowns and kickoffs. Charlie don't hurt nobody. You know. <laughs> hey, so in Chicago, right? Uh, excuse me, in Michigan, Malcolm X's Michigan childhood home is being added to the National Register of Historic Places. I think that's dope. I mean, I super dope. Waddle. I mean, he's one of our black figures, man. His childhood home. Yeah. Childhood home. Well, so. so I fuck with Malcolm X. This is the home that probably led him being becoming a pimp, though, right? Yeah, and East Lansing, okay. Michigan. Actually, what happens is his dad built that home. Right. So we're talking in the 1930s. His dad was mm-hmm. well off enough to be able to build his family home in they East Lansing. They doing because of his name, bro. Nothing that happened no, in the house is going The crazy part is this. You know what the street actually is called? What? Malcolm X. Martin Luther King Boulevard. <laughs> you lying. <laughs> That's hilarious. And the street is actually Martin Luther King Boulevard. So Malcolm X's childhood home. Is on Martin Luther King Boulevard. They're brothers. Take your strap. <laughs> I like how they did that. I like how they did that. Hey, also, um, <laughs> look, 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 fuck it. So we talked about the Bill Cosby doc last week before it came this out. This boy. Um, now we've had an opportunity to watch it. I'm going to go on record and say I was right because I said they were going to glorify how great he was. And then the second part of it, or because it's four parts, so the second half of it would be tearing him down. The only problem I have with the doc, I didn't think that they really gave any new information besides two things. Um, the two things that I love, it looked like Cosby had a nice jumper. Did y'all see the picture? Nice who? Jumper. He 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 shoot jungle jumper jumper jumper, 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 saying, jumper, jumper. What? Right? Look, like, because I, I think he played the temple, not played, but he he did. He was on track team or some shit. Yeah, he, he, was a, he was a he was an athlete. He was a pretty good athlete. He was a pretty good athlete. He was a multi-sport athlete. But the doc also captured brother Bill Cosby using the the N word several times, right? Um, which I argued last week about, you know, he told Eddie not to do that. And it's not a curse he, word, though. No, no. He said the word nigga. It's not a curse word. It's though. not. But his whole thing is, his whole it's, thing it's is derogatory. black education. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to be that guy, right, to get your point across. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, I don't. So, I mean, again, we don't use the, the term on, on the show at all, right? I hate, I hate the but word. I thought that was Very interesting. True. Very and true, so, so Kamal who, Kamal Bell, Kamal Bell, who, who produced the the, uh, the Showtime docu series, um, I think he did a good job. I think he did a good job, but I knew I knew this was going to happen. Now, my only issue is they don't do this with their white counterparts, and and my example of that is uh, Hugh Hefner. They waited till he was dead and gone to shoot his doc show, how great he was, and they have all the women tear him down. With our our black entertainers that that live in this space and become huge, pause. They do it now. <laughs> they do it now and live in color, right? Well, so everybody can tell them down where they alive. That's not. But go ahead, y'all go. You know, well, go ahead. You can't say tear Bill down when what they spoke on was shit he actually did because he did it to himself. If you know what I'm saying, that's fine. You know what I'm saying, that's but fine. I mean to run back over it now after he served time and got out because of some shit they did to actually convict him. Then yeah, I can see that point. But I watched all four parts. 
I was uh, I was unimpressed because you know, like you said, there was no no new information given out, and if you paid attention to the case and listened and informed yourself. You knew you, you don't get more info or better info than straight from the horse's mouth. Bill said in unsealed docket, I use Quaaludes to give to women. I want to have sex with AKA I drug these chicks so I can fuck. So now what do, what do I want to see this for? Why are these women, some of these women revictimizing themselves or why are you Kamal Bell revictimizing some of these women by having this information on this show? Okay, let's start there. And secondly, when the first the first two episodes, every woman that spoke up was white, was white, was white, and I felt myself kind of angry at the same time and kind of being careless or not caring about what they went through, and I had to check myself because what I understood was this though: I know in 2022, Cameron's still out here shitting on black men, getting black men locked up, making false allegations and claiming these black men, and they're not getting any repercussions. Then it took me back to a time. Well, hold on, skip, 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 skip. This is why I had a hard time believing or why some black people had a hard time believing these white women's claims when they came out. Because for years, y'all lied on us. Ask Emmett Till mm. and his mom. They lied on him. No, that boy, he's part uh, uh, No bullshit. It's, this is his name. Dick Rowland, who Sarah Page lied on him, the elevator operator for the Tulsa, uh, the Tulsa Massacre, starred this boy. Lied on this man, bro. So now you coming out as a white woman blaming a black man, an icon that we see, you know, who, who no matter how much you despise him now, his shows... Are instilled in you It gave you hope You know what I'm saying It shows you can be Something different Than, than, a, a, than James From Good Times It shows a different father You know what I'm saying This is before Uncle Phil He shows mm. you You can be Middle class Or upper middle class And have things So I had a hard time Feeling sorry for these White women But they had to realize You know what I'm saying Hey man look here Being a victim Is a victim Bill In the words of 50 Cent and I ain't done yet. I'm just gonna pass the mic. I ain't done. Whatever they said, Bill did. <laughs> Bill did that shit, bro. He did. He did, he sure. did that shit, man. And it's, it's crazy that they had to get him on one that the statute of limitation had run out on yet, and it was set to run out the next month. Bill, you doing this shit at seventy some, bro? The first, the first one was sixty four. Oh my god! The first, the yeah, the first was sixty four. The, the first incident was the one they got him on was from. Yeah, two thousand and crazy. Two thousand. And sometimes you got no one to say when. Like yeah, you got yeah. no one to say when, bro. It's part of his culture, bro. It's part of his. And the, the crazy part too so, is we didn't. Believe, my fault, bro. No, we, no, we, no, didn't, we didn't believe. We still had a hard time believing uh, the accusations until fine ass Beverly Johnson came on TV and mm, said, "Hey, mm. Bill invited me over. It was cool. I played golf with him. This, this, that, that. He gave me something to drink. And when I drank it, I knew right away. I looked at him. And I said, "You motherfucker, you." You know what I'm saying And that's when It hit the black me Like fam Bill you touching You doing black women now But that gave Black women before her That didn't say anything Strength to start speaking up Because at first I thought it was just Only white women at first You know what I'm saying And then that That, that shined a light To a lot of other people Of what was going on And you know what On top of that I'm not going to be quiet But I'm going to be quiet <laughs> On top of that though Bill's also a representative Of a culture That boy pod <laughs> He's also a representative Of a culture Before this Me Too and cancel culture. So not saying it was okay, but it was acceptable back then. You know what I'm saying? To have your way with women, give them drugs in a celebrity status. You know what I'm saying? Women weren't respected. They were still treated as second class citizens even up to the 60s, bro, which is disgusting. You know, it's fucking disgusting. So you think in, being a Hollywood guy, he hung around Hugh Hefner and all these people at these parties. They were doing these to all these women. Nobody ever told. It just, over a matter of time, that old guard started eroding. Mm-hmm. And the walls start coming down That people say Fuck that man You know it's, it's tired And it took Hannibal Burris To go ahead and make a joke Which I don't think The guy's funny No way I don't give a fuck What he think about me I don't think he's funny Anyway To start saying some shit About that For the wall to come Coming now he's, Hannibal Burris said it himself Like he, he really wasn't Trying to he lay lying. Bill up That boy lying 
Man, he could have been found. He could have been trying to find a way. So on funny ass. Yeah, yeah. So so for me, um, I had a wow, you know, and I think some of it was, I guess, the nerd in me and the history historian, smart black man, brother. Yeah, Uh, it was like he. The documentary does a great job of like timelining. Okay, Bill Cosby, the black culture, and why the educator, why it was such a, a huge issue when these events took place, right, and. To your point as well, initially a lot of early, early on it was like he's just really the the, uh, the accusations are coming from a lot of white women, right? You know, accusations are coming from a lot of white women, you know. So two parts with that was is that the level of acceptance into an action or an activity. A lot of the times, these women were actually saying he walked up to me and said, "This is this, right? Right. You can take this." Make a choice. This is a drink. Right. You can drink this. Right. Not discrediting his intent, not discrediting anything else, but like that's that choice thought. That's right. that choice process. So then it goes into this next space. All right. So as time goes on in it, you know, he marries his wife and he goes and it just talks about all the things that he's done for the community, all these the all the things he did for the culture. Like the comparison of him and Dick Gregory at the start of their career. Mm-hmm. Pivotal. Like you go like, wow, Dick Gregory, Dick Gregory went this way and Cosby went that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And because at that time, Dick Gregory was against the machine. Cosby was but with he, the but machine. But here's the deal though. Dick Gregory was the first black to For play sure. in front of white For audiences. Sure. For sure. But what his content was wasn't what Bill's content right. was at that point. You know, Bill was not clean. He just wasn't provocative as he didn't do pro- dirty. He wasn't dirty. Yeah. It was yeah. the language and the intent. So you move and progress it along to get to the point where like now he's he's everything. He's America's dad. Not black America's dad. America, he's America's dad. America's dad. He's Jello pudding. He's Coca-Cola. He's, if you name it, it's Bill Cosby. Yeah. So the one thing that I was kind of maybe like to Bashi's point, yeah, they gave us a lot of information that we knew, but it was just the level of content that he used in his stand-up, the level of content he used in his shows. From Fat Albert to the Cosby Show, uh, to the content that he gave in interviews, where they're asking him questions and what he gave and delivered, you had to go, "Damn, you think that you you, you, you fell for that?" I'm not saying I, <laughs> no. So, but we, we keep con- a buck on the show. You fell for no, that. I'm keeping a buck. What I'm saying is, I think they captured moments that you think you're not giving. You get what I'm saying? Like if I say something to you, tongue in cheek, or I say something to you. In confidence, because we sitting in the room and the mic ain't on and we just going. It's tongue and cheek pause. It's tongue and cheek pause. No, it's definitely. I thought about it, and, right, I, and at well, first keep, I thought you said cheek. No, 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 no. I thought you said cheek. Then I'm like, okay, well, that's that's some new shit. But you said cheek, right? Tongue and cheek, bro. So yeah, I'm gonna have to hold on. You're not official until you. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. So hold, wait. First of all, you're not gonna speed past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said. We all talking about Bill Cosby. You said tongue in cheek. So what I'm saying is, so when you look at it, and I understand what editing does, I understand what a document is supposed to do. I understand that you're trying to invoke an emotion, but the fact is that that information was presented. He said that, and it had mm-hmm. to be present. So it goes, wow. But that wow for me I was. I'm for you when you're done. But the the wow for me was the contrast. Wait. The the wow for me was yeah. what he's done for our community, what he's done for historic black colleges, what he's done for so many other people, yet and still have this side to him 
that was duality. That, like I said, the, like said the earlier, duality, duality of man, the other side to him that was unaddressed and I will say unknown because it wasn't publicized, it wasn't, but yep. unaddressed and unknown. So when you look at it, you go, damn. <laughs> you know, like the only thing you left with is a, a moment of you want to try to find a why, but you'll never get a why. There's no why. So the only thing for me in the space, and I mean, it's like good other about what, what, maybe what triggered him, maybe. Yeah, what happened in his life that said this is the route I'm gonna go when I don't need to, right? Because he showed sure didn't need to. Well, I mean, that's like me you saying, what I'm saying? Well, like, so like, we that's had- for me, like, why didn't they, they? They literally talked about him, his upbringing in the Philadelphia projects to where he went to school to superstardom. You're right to take these pills, baby. You get what I'm saying? Like, so like. They, yes, they, 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 didn't, they didn't talk about anything in between. No, they, they, they could have been it, some trauma. It, it literally right? went from so, where so he niche, was born to just what niche, he started to do. We had her on the show, live show. Just niche shout out to you. Wonderful guest. A comedian. Killing it out here, right? Yep. She's killing it. She's not local. She's national. Top shelf. Thank you for pulling up. You know Absolutely. I mean? uh, we're probably going to come to your comedy show uh, next, next Wednesday. Have to. Um, but she said, comics, we are the most uh, disoriented mentally as they come. Because... No, we're not happy. We're laughing at our pain, and yeah, y'all, y'all that. just, you know, what I mean, y'all just have y'all reap the benefits of, of our pain, right? You know what I mean. So again, it touches on your point when you're saying we don't know what happened in so the projects. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! You're not gonna hit that one. It touches your point. Wow. Yes, sir. You not? sir. Yes. He, he said, said, wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. Wrong, oh, wait. First of all, you're not going to speed past that. Like, you didn't just say what you just said. No. Anyway, we're not going to say Bill Cosby too long. Wait, wait. Um, my photo today is, you know, the, the clips they showed of Bill Cosby talking about his barbecue sauce, saying, you know, something in the cocoa. And every, when we went, back to, went back to his shows and his interviews on these uh, late night shows. Where it looked like bread he, was, comes. he was saying stuff. Yeah. Joe, how often can you go back, like, for example, the pause game. Ten years ago, the shit you say, nobody never thought about it. But yeah, now right. you go back and add content to it. That's my only rebuttal to that. Now you're going back and adding content because of what we know now. You add it to what was going on, to what he was saying then, and say, oh, he was telling you back then. You don't know what the fuck he was doing. But not so, you, but so, we don't know what the fuck he was doing back then. So pause to a phrase compared to clarity on a story? It's still not relative, bro. That's not relative. So, you don't know what okay, he meant back so, then. Okay. So, I'll, I'll give you. Valid, validating I'm, I'm point. Taking Validate, validating point. Validating point. All I'm saying is this: when you talk about comedians and their they pull from and, life. And, and and what they pull from, like you I said, that, that, that's, that's my that's that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And what Bill Cosby did is he just didn't stay in the realm of comedy. Mm-hmm. He went into the realm of entertainment. Right. So entertainment a lot of time mirrors life. So Facts. that's in every capacity of life, not just from the dark side of where a comedian's pain come from. Right. You know, Richard Pryor is world renowned for literally talking about everything that he experienced from hoes to hoe houses to crack Ooh, to yes, yes. He Gr- lit Gr- himself on <laughs> hey, fire. Man. To oh my goodness! You growing so up like, in a hoe house, it's a good life. But, 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 but JoJo Dance, excellent fucking movie. But this is the but here's my my the, the part that I was getting to. Richard Pryor gave us his upbringing. Mm-hmm. Richard yeah. Pryor mm-hmm. gave us his childhood. Yeah. Richard Pryor gave us everything to say, why the fuck would he light himself on fire? That was yeah. wild. Yeah. So to the level, and, and I'm not making a comparison to his actions against himself, to Bill Cosby's actions against other people. But when you look at the extreme of any action that you display, you have to go, how the hell 
Did you, you get, get there? there? Yeah, I get it. You get what I'm saying? That's it. that's the only thing I'm saying. Like, I, hey, again, if you, can if, you unhear everything that you've ever heard from Bill Cosby? Can you nope. un? I'm not you, even trying to. Nope, I would never can do you, that. Can you, if you got Showtime, if you got Showtime, go watch it. Okay, nah, you don't need to. Um, if not, go go watch. Go check that shit, man. It's out here. You ain't gonna Guess what, man? This dude is a It's topic time. Hey, no, my topic time. Topic time. Topic time. Look, look, real quick. Uh, we're gonna touch on this topic. Hey, man. All right. I, well, when I said, said touch on the topic earlier, I got the fucking button though. No, that's not what you said at all. I did say touch on the topic. No, that's not what you said. We wanted to take. Make make We wanted to say. Kurt owe me a bet, you owe me a bet. Alright, cool. Anyway, when I get this, you owe me a bet for Brian Floyd been HBCU coach. He's, he's, he's gonna get a pro job. But hey, what, what's another uh, Coppin State? Here you come. No. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> so look. Coppin State, here come Brian Flores. I, hey, if you went to Coppin State, no offense to you. He's not going to Coppin State. So Whoa. <laughs> in, in in this week's episode, we said eighty five. Eighty five. Eighty five. The magic number of eighty five is guess what? What? The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. The 1985 Super Bowl oh, winning Bears. Good call. Good call. Good call. Hey, hey, I won number 34 in Little League because of that man. Walter Payton. Good call. What was his nickname? Sweetness. That don't sit well in 2022, did you? <laughs> see, you see what I'm saying? Oh, good shit. Good. That good. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, Dr. Sweetness. Dr. Sweetness. All right, so look, let me ask y'all this. Can't still call each other smooth. <laughs> should, That's wild. Should we still celebrate Black History Month? Go ahead. So, I, I'm a little torn because I, I don't know. Gonna I, get don't, good. I, Come I, don't, on. I don't think I have the words to properly put it in perspective. What I'll say is this. Um, again, I, I, this is odd that I keep giving the bossy credit for the great thing you said. <laughs> uh, so... In the in the show, we said there was a Black America before there was any other America. Mm. That's relevant, powerful, you know. So to include us in American history is very important, but it's also very important to have that moment of exclusion to give mm. us the opportunity to see the things that we've done. Mm. But at the same time, I think then what we would have to do is you would have to encompass all parts of what is America. So everybody is done with the raping, pillaging Christopher Columbus. Right. So you get Indigenous People Day in month. Right. And then over the past 10 years, you get, you know, National Hispanic Heritage Month. Right. There's been this, this movement, movement. To, to give this inclusion to all people that make up the United States. We were giving it in a... Kind of a backhanded. Yep. This is what you have. This is what you get. You should. You should be happy. Yeah. You should. Yeah. You should take it. You know. February like, too. Doctor King's birthday wasn't a uh, national holiday till like eighty five, eighty four. So, so here's a question. Like here's a question. You know, so before, a, not to cut you off. Go ahead. When? But he cut you off. Though. When did? When? When did? Uh, Black History Month actually start? When did they? When? When was it recognized? Absolutely. Because that, that that's going to change so, what I'm about to say. So damn. This is when we need McKinney on the show. Well, it actually started off as a week. And then it expanded from a week. Give to me a, a time. Month. Give me a time frame. Oh my god! I, after I, after I, I, civil, I be, civil rights, I, I wouldn't be comfortable saying it. I, I would it assume a, I'm assume after civil rights, right? Yeah, uh, maybe s- sometime after Reconstruction, January second, nineteen seventy. Whoa! Yeah. 
Okay, so so it was a week. February twenty eighth, nineteen seventy. Yeah. When did Black History Month start? So the end of saying? the the end of the month, but it started off as a week. Am I correct? Wasn't it a week? And then yeah. they took it from a week and they okay. It so that's that, okay. That's so you go from nineteen seventy to eighty four where you give King a day, and now it's like okay, what can we do? But that's on the heels of. Malcolm's assassination and, Mal- and, and Martin Luther King's assassination and all of the pivotal moments through the civil rights movement that we need to recognize because we had presidents that was on fuck shit. We had. Let me read it for you while you're talking. Go ahead. During the 1960s, Negro, Negro, wow, it's so racist. Negro History Week evolved into Black History Month, like Kurt said. Uh, and in 1976, President, fuck his name, officially recognized, it's Ford, President Ford, officially recognized Black History him. Month during this the country's bicentennial NBR report. Yeah. Yeah, okay, absolutely yeah. scumbag, right. bro. So, so 1970s, right? 70s. We're we're 70s, 70s babies, 70s, yeah. right? Really, 80s that, babies, really. No, I was, I'm 78, man. Get out of here. You're born, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, we through. So, <laughs> we have a, a think, 70s think, memory. Think, no, think about think babies. about what that meant Basically. for our parents. <laughs> think about what that meant for our parents, <laughs> and what that meant for their parents, your grandparents, right? Now we're here. We're in 2022. I don't think that. Black History Month should be glorified. I'm not even gonna lie to you because what happens? What happens is there's this black uh, movement, right? And everybody loves everything black for 28 days, and then it's gone until next year, right? I thought we're not even supposed to celebrate Black History Month because of Juneteenth, right? Ooh, I, okay, you know, okay. Let, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you finish because this is gonna create a conversation that I think is a needed conversation. So. What I'm saying is Black History Month, cool, but it also re- it kind of takes me to the Black com- uh, Combine multiple, that we talked about. Why can't we have multiple events, though, bro? Why can't no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. That's, 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 that's what I said. Let me. I want. Yeah. I want him to finish so I can. We can. We so, can put a bow tie on this. So, so Black nah, History yet, Black though. History Month to me is is so saturated and watered down. They don't even teach Black History in school, and then when they do teach so it, it's both of them. You think, yeah. you think the fact that they, they try to cram so much into the month it yes. loses value? Yes, okay. yes. I just want to clarify right? that for the audience. That's it. Because at the end of the day, right? Like you just said, I mean, is there an Asian? <laughs> is there an Asian month? Yeah, it's dedicated. Like each um, race does have a month, but ours is celebrated because you know this country is built off our backs. Let's be clear. But at the end of the day, to celebrate Black History Month for twenty eight days, the shortest month of the year, what does that really mean? We're still going through the same things that we've been fighting for since we got here. Okay. Bye. So it's like, okay, black, <laughs> okay. I mean, Black History Month, cool. All right, whatever. You know what I mean? It's a good time for, for businesses to make money, good time to celebrate it, good time to have fun, right? So, that, that, that's the only day you can't get in trouble at work. I told my boss the other day, hey, fam, it's Black History Month, man. I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> You know so, what I mean? Don't ask me nothing. You stupid dog. So, so, so if you had an opportunity, that's not celebratory. It ain't. It ain't. That's just being defiant. That's complete opposite of what you should be doing. Exactly. But yeah, I'm not on that. So, if you had a chance to, without any repercussions, get a forty rack PPP loan, you wouldn't have did it. Yes. Okay. If you had a chance to get you know stimmy money. Clean, no payback, help out, whatever, whatever. You wouldn't have did it? Yes. So why would you not take the acknowledgement for a month? Because if you take those 28, this is not a question, it's a rhetorical question, bro. Uh, those 28, 29 days in the leap year, uh, why, if they take that out the calendar, guess how many days a year they're going to acknowledge you? Maybe one now, that's Juneteenth. And this is, that's fair. This is what I'm, I'm aiming at. If, you refuse, if we, as black people, 
African Americans, however you want to fucking describe yourself, if you stop acknowledging Black History Month, you are helping what Hollywood's been doing, mm. what the music industry's been doing, what the uh, the absent-minded people that always do these racist gestures from these companies are doing. You are helping whitewash us from fucking history. This is the one time a month, bro, where they are forced to talk about even even this only even though they only talk about the safe characters, the Harriet Tubman's, the Martin Luther Kings, the Malcolm X, you know, the Sojourner Truths. They only talk about the safe characters. This is the one time a year they are forced to acknowledge. The fuck, what the fuck we did, our existence in this goddamn country. It's on us now to take advantage of that month and make sure that make sure that more productive things come from that month. That progress stems from that month. That even though they may give us a month, we don't have to stop celebrating being black in March or April or May or June. We can continue to do so, even though it's not on TV. They're not running. God, I woke up this morning and you know I, I watch basketball or I, my, my TV has like five channels really. I'm the fucking man I pay for it. And TNT's one of them bro He always repeats that shit Yeah, do facts. facts That boy don't watch shit <laughs> That uh, PS5 That's it bro I rolled over in the bed bro and, and it was on TNT And guess what the fuck was on Roots I said y'all can stop showing this shit my fucking life And see that's what the can't. problem I have But see But but, but understand this though uh, If they stop doing that There won't be any acknowledgement And I was talking to a friend Stop showing that shit I, I was man I talking to a friend And an avid listener of the show And she said uh, I don't let my kids watch, you know, Roots or Birth of a Nation or things like that because I don't want them to know that white folks did these things to us as a people in this country. I say, whoa, 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 whoa. So you don't want them to know that we were treated poorly in this country? She said, it's not like that, but I know when I watched it, I became mean. I don't want my kids hating white people. So I think I, what I'm better saying is I want to get a certain age to expose them to this. I say, well, what age is that? Because when you're not teaching them in your home, they've seen it at school. They see it out in the world. They see it on social media. So somebody get a, get a hold of them before you do, you lost. And they're angry already. So it's best you sow them and teach them. Now, I can't tell you how to be a fucking parent. I won't. And I, I agree with what she was saying. You know, hey, man, you know what? You're right. It's a time-sensitive subject, but it's never too soon, but it can always be too late. It can always be too fucking late, man. But if you don't acknowledge... That's a good one. If you don't acknowledge uh, us in February and you, and you help them whitewash us from history, then what do we have, bro? We just here. We just here barely existing, bro. I'm good. I'm good. Shit. Um... So to your point, to your colleague, when uh, she made that comment, so like fear is a motivator just as anger is a motivator as well. Mm. You know, exactly. so like, you know, we, we, we often have these conversations about they fear us and that's the motivation for what they do. Right. And I think sometimes that anger and that rage should be the motivation for what we do. So I think a lot of things is, is literally the power of words. It's not that we celebrate Black History Month. We make Black History Month a part of the year we make mm. black history month a part of what we do because now it's not just okay i'm gonna throw everything i can into this month it's just a part of what we do so as a as a as a person who's taught history i had i taught u.s history so whenever we had a pivotal point of something that i know is relevant as a black man i felt that it was my job to clarify to my students mm. this is what this is what history. really happened. So I'm teaching history all the way from, you know, colonization to current day. You know, so like Your that kids means need that. Every, every, every good, bad, and indifferent. You every aspect of you need that. Black America right. has been presented from that point. Not, not light-skinned America, just black America, black, bro. Black America. Black dark-skinned America. So I'm in the house? <laughs> beige, beige is colored. 
I'm saying, am I, am, am I in the house or I'm in the, or I'm in the field? You, you, you hear 100. percent so, so what I'm saying is, so like that's what I answer though. <laughs> right, right. You hear 100. Yeah. So like that's what like it's like um we do, we do need the recognition. So recognition is in celebration because right. you you went, to, you went to high school and you went to nine classes a day. Some classes you like more than others. He didn't, but they were there. They were present, right? And you had to attend them all, and all of them gave you a level of. Judgment, because you got a grade. Facts. And no matter how you succeeded, no matter that's what nice. you gave to that class, that's what you got out of that class. Now, the rest of the world may not, they may, they miss us on, on June and miss us in October. So missing me in February, I don't, I don't really give a fuck. Right. But the fact that it's there, you got to be aware that it's there and any information that disseminates you. through that month, you get it. Now, granted, our history and all histories of America needs to be presented throughout the year, the year. throughout curriculums, throughout, throughout everything. And that's why I think it's not that it's a matter of celebration. It's being aware. It's incorporating and including, but yet and still identifying and giving homage or paying homage or identifying these things that separate us from the rest of America. Like we sit back and we assume that every black figure is the same and they're not. not. So Journal Truth is not Harriet Tubman. W.E.D. Boyce is not Booker T. Washington right. or Frederick Douglass. Like they're not. They had opposing views and opposing ideas good. and ideologies Malcolm X, on a lot of King, different things. Totally. Malcolm X and King, but what happened is that they were two favorites. <laughs> but, they, right. but, but, but this is what happened though. Yeah, they the did. The gap was a lot closer. Yep. You know, you start talking about the Marcus Garvey's of the world, who where we are currently at in society is more of the He's ideology important. of a Marcus Garvey yeah. than anybody Talk else. That shit. A Huey P. Who, Newton. Let's talk if, about it. Let's go there. If you go Huey P. Newton, you can go any and everything that needs to be celebrated, needs to be heard, and needs to be pointed out that these are pivotal moments in history. And I may give you these pivotal moments at this time, but that doesn't mean there's not a part of this history of America, of this history that's black America. And the celebrating part is, I think, where you use the term loosely. Okay. It's, it's this level of appreciation or this awareness or this I'm going to put stock into. Right. More so than I'm going to press everything that I can into this 28 so days, day right. period. Like, like frozen juice in the freezer. You know, you know what I'm saying? Freezer. Concentrate. Yeah. You know it's what I'm saying? Like, oh, we got to whip this shit up now. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, so like, I think that's where I'm at with it. You know, like, I, I, I love it because like I said again, I, and like our conversation earlier, like depending on what part of the 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 workforce of what part of America, uh, what part of society you are a part of on a daily basis is how a lot of these things affect you. When you're right. when you're in a place where crime is something that's going to be put predominantly on a minority, or education frauds right. are going to be put primarily on a minority. If it's a level of entertainment and this is only the thing that they give us then it's a, our job to be able to do something different in all those avenues in which we are present. But that doesn't mean we're only present in that month. Right. And that's okay. where, that's where like, I'm like, ooh, do I say don't say Black History Month? Or let's use this month, but let's push the narrative of everything else that comes with us as Black America throughout the course of the rest of the year. So then my next question would be, are there limitations on, on uh, free speech, freedom of speech? Hell yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, man. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I'm okay. So, before you take off, no, you can go first, bro. Do, no, do your thing. Pause. 
free speech, Look, right? They say you can the, say the, anything, the right? Pause is flawless. <laughs> <laughs> they say you can say anything, right? You, you know, right. Land of the home, you know what they say? Land of the home, the brave. What the fuck you was finna say over there? Land of the home, free the brave, some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> this motherfucker talking baseball. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know what I mean? They're Atlanta Braves. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Free the home. Land of the Brave, free the home. That's what. That's what this episode is. Bring your strap. So, yes, there are limitations, in my opinion, to freedom of speech. Right? How so? If if I'm a if I'm a cop. Okay. Right. Terrible, terrible job, by the way. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Because I don't get one. Tried to be one. I, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting that shit, yeah. man. Yeah. I keep forgetting that it, shit. It wasn't my calling. Here, okay. for, the, here for the reminder. Here, <laughs> here for the reminder. That's cold. That's actually cold. I like that too. I like that too. But You're not getting right? me. <laughs> All right. So here, here I'm gonna change it. As as the son of of a cop, right? We didn't have freedom of speech, right? You just can't say what the fuck you want to say. That's a seventy right? day. You want to get in that shit? <laughs> exactly that shit, bro. Right. So I take that. If I'm outside, I know I have to filter what I say pending the situation, who I'm around, what's going on, whatever the case may be. You as a police officer, is there a cutoff line for anyone that you pull over? Uh, you're engaging with, you're taking information from, you may have made up your mind, like, all right, fuck it, I didn't even lock you up, just let me tell you shit. But if they get to talking shit, right, maybe, I mean, okay, maybe maybe early, early you, right? But I don't think freedom of speech, I think, I mean, excuse me, I do think freedom of speech is limited. very limited. I think very Abbasi, limited. I think Abbasi wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> Especially now, man, you know. You gotta remember that early on in this job, they tried to fire me. Yeah, for bullshit. I, I remember, and that told me what the job was about early on. Even the same experience working in the Deering District, which is AKA Bridgeport. Everybody know how racist that shit is. Uh, I walked the roll call and realized the segregation and separation at that time. I understood at that point what this job was. When I pulled somebody over, which is many moons ago, okay, many <laughs> moons ago, you could talk shit to me. You know why? It's not going to change the fact I have you pulled over right now. Okay. You're still here. You know what I'm saying? Back then, you could chase somebody, you know, in the car, this, this, that, that. Nowadays, you know what you got to say to me to upset me. I've heard the worst shit. I was, which one Cuban guy called me a black monkey gorilla bitch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Suck my dick, you black monkey gorilla bitch. Orangutan. You, you gorilla bitch. I'm like, hmm? he you was, fucking, hey, he was lemur. Cuban. He was Cuban. He was Cuban. <laughs> That's funny, ain't it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He called me a black. Hey, guess what? Wow. <laughs> and my partner was Puerto Rican, so we're looking like, this motherfucker crazy. <laughs> wow. But this was in the day where you could make you could make a point and a statement in a different way. So we made a point and a statement in a different way, and he never called me that again. All right. And that was, that was, I was young on the job. But nowadays, that shit won't happen. That won't happen at all. You, you can't ruffle my feathers at all because on the 1st and 16th, I'm getting paid. I'm getting a park, park district check. I'm getting paid. Security is, I'm getting paid. You can't fuck with my back. You can't fuck with my mental. I'm happy. But, that but, me, but does your, does your occupation determine what you can and can't say? You nah, being a police officer, you I'm, being I'm you being is, you being is. in education, right? I'm sure you watch what you say. That's different, and, though. No, no, no. So, so here's what I say. So, you talk about the the freedom of speech. You talk about the First Amendment. Yes. Right? So, the First Amendment is I had to use the word literally. They they created the very First Amendment. It's like the angry kid who says, I'm not going to raise my kids this way. 
Okay. So when the founding fathers, when the founding fucks, came there you go, <laughs> there you go, thank you. Established the United States. It was what you went against British rule. You can't say shit against the king. You can't say nothing against Parliament. So when you came over, it was like you know what? We're not gonna do that. Got it. So what we do is we're gonna give you the freedom to speak. But then there were limitations on, even at that time, what you can say. So you want to give you the free. So when they talk about speech is what can be seen, what can be heard, what you can receive from what a person's actions may be. Right. Right. So when you talk about freedom of speech in that capacity, then you have to understand that, all right, so my religious choice, my what I can put into circulation, what I can, um, how I can voice my opinions and my concerns is different than when it's applied to a job or a task. Right. Because now a job or a task, I'm responsible. I am responsible for this job or this task, not what your belief system would be or not what you're giving the right to do. Got it. You get what I'm saying? So... Oh, that boy, he's potting now. So in his job, he knows... Like, everybody don't. You're fucking pig, you're pig, you're pig. That doesn't mean nothing. I love bacon. Mm. Sometimes. Such an idiot box. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't change the, the rights and responsibility of what his job is. Okay. That person can say and do, they can say whatever. Now you start crossing lines and someone makes contact with him and they, That's they different. do different things, but what I say, what I gesture, what I do is limited to my person. Right. Now when my person now affects other individuals as where the limitations come into play. So in the classroom, and this is where like, if you look at the freedom, if you look at the first amendment, they talk about like you, they start making all these amendments to things. If you look at it, not amendments, they made these concessions or adjustments to what the, what the, what you have the right to do. So a lot of it comes from kids. A lot of it comes from school when the debate is put in place. Okay. Right. So I can't say anything to defame or go against the person for the sake of saying it. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because now I'm just saying some shit. And or I can't say it like they say, like on the plane, you can't get a fire. Or bomb. Because what's gonna happen? Bomb, what what yeah. happens is that now you put people in a in a panic and people react. I put you in a state where now you're reacting to yep. what I'm saying. I am now no longer free of my own action. I've created this response to this reaction to right. whatever I'm saying. Got it. And that's where the line always get blurry. So when the CDC Blurps out something on the radio. They, they ain't blurting out nigga though. Excuse me, man, work. And but, they never blurt that shit out. But but that's intentional. I know. We know. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. the, because of the effect of what it would be. Facts. You get what I'm saying? Well, so like, mm, tell you see, it, but it fuck, is bro. though because if you how well, okay, yeah, yeah, I ain't gonna screw that. Yeah, like if we if we continuously sit here and say like I ain't cool with it, I don't want to do that, I don't do it, but I let the airwaves continue to pump it, then it's gonna be. But gets to one becomes acceptable. It becomes casual. Right, and, that's and those problem. things that become casual become common, and common things become acceptable things. And now we don't need to worry about the freedom of anything because it's common practice. Here's my little point about shit. you. Get what I'm saying? No, so I, like, I just think when we look at freedom of speech, it's not just in what we say. It's going to be those actions, and then those actions and how they affect other people. So this is why you can protest and they won't say shit. But if I say something that takes that protest, and this is where the line got blurred when the January 6th deal. And the, it was supposed to be a protest, but then right. when people got hurt, it was like, no, protest. you know what I'm saying? Like they, they turned it, and they, for y'all. everybody ran on their freedom of speech, and we can we can assemble and we can protest and all that, but like that ain't what y'all did. But, but here's now the it thing, though. interpretation, right. that, and that's where when you say limitations, it's 
I guess it turns into a, uh, a issue as well. It's like who's providing or who's presenting those limitations. That, if I say something is totally different than one of my white counterparts. No, for sure, because that that first of all, that constitution needs to be revised. Okay, that shit was for that time. Right, we're in twenty twenty two, and so many different things have happened. So many black men, black women have broken down the barriers that we were not supposed to break based on the laws that were created. So this is why I think all of our politicians on a local and, and grander scale need to revise or throw that shit away and let's do a whole new one. Because none of that shit still holds true. C R T. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Let me yeah. ask y'all a question real quick. Understanding that would mean that you would have to look at all of the the, the hold yourself accountable. Yes, yes. In place because that's why they're fighting it though. The, be, because that would it. that would put some people in some awkward. It's like, it's like Febu- it's a February conversation. It's a February conversation, basically. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. got to acknowledge it. And, and, and now, now we're talking about something that's going to be pivotal, and not just for a specific community, but now a lot of times you got to understand is when you make a change. It's adaptable to multiple. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can they? Can they always say that though? About no, like a small, a yep. small, uh, the ripple effect, yeah. as they say, like it starts here, it becomes precedent, but that becomes something that is so much more effective in how we all govern ourselves and how we live. That that's not what they want to give up. I'm not going to give control. I'm not going to give you. I'm not going to give you no control. I'm right. not going to allow you right. to do what you have the inherent ability to do. No, hell I'm, no. I'm, I'm giving you that. I knew y'all were going to come with a. I knew you guys were going to use those angles and articulate on those angles. I almost said the C word, and that would have been a bookable material. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's your ethnicity? What do you identify as? Oh, ethnicity. Thank you. I identify as um, black. What about you? Beige. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this <laughs> Boy, call me. <laughs> the beige Malala. <laughs> so what do you what do you identify as though for real besides beige ethnicity wise? I mean, I've been taught black. Black. Okay. What language do you speak? Uh, English. English. And so when you say are there limits on free speech, fam? Yes, my speech is limited because I don't even know language. You I, only speak English. I only speak English, bro. I only Real speak talk. English. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I not even go from that angle, but he went super literal. So yeah, when I, I like that. English, bro. Like and that. then to delve a little bit deeper, Lexicon. bro. A <laughs> little bit deeper, bro. The people that were brought over here from the motherland, you know, their speech was limited too because they were taught a language that wasn't their own. And they could no longer communicate in the language that was their own, bro. So, yes, in that aspect, speech was limited too. And that's just the root of it, of it before you get to the constitutional part of it. It was you limited because they wasn't even given the ability and they exactly. were not allowed to even speak. Thank you. That, that's my point. Tongue, native language. And, that's then, my and point. then we you know created so that. The restriction. Oh. So, in a very functional formative state of what the United States was, we never had a voice. Or we never had the exactly. ability to speak. So the freedom of speech has been removed in all a long time ago. Ethnic group a long time black ago. America. Exactly. In like conception. He, he was taught he was black. We were only taught this language. So of course we were limited from the jump, bro. So that's why now it's called English. Exactly. That's why now, <laughs> now in America, you got kids now in America, bro, of course they will learn English. Teach them another language. Teach them another language, man. I don't care if it's French, which a base Spanish is a base of that as well. You know, mm, teach, Latin. Them, teach them. Yeah, there you go. Teach, teach them another language, bro, so they can they can uh get from behind the eight ball and start keeping up with other immigrants that ha- that are coming to this country voluntarily, and a lot of us didn't come here voluntarily. Our people, our ancestors didn't. You know, we were already here, but for whatever reasons. But teach to keep them on the same level and playing with everybody else, man. So yes, I, I believe our speech is limited, and you guys hit on the other. Uh, 
point. So I, I just went with that point. All right, well, look, man, that's the corner combo, that's, man. That's and to you look, to you little yeah. kids yeah. that made bomb threats, fuck y'all. Leave them HBCUs alone, all right? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's like, goofy. What, what, yeah. what kids? What bro. is that? But here's the crazy part, though. Black history, my too. But no, here's the deal, right? <laughs> they just said persons of, in, in, persons of interest. They I mean, didn't say white. I mean, they well, weren't we we, black. But they said that they were racially motivated. So <laughs> the verbiage that the so, media uses so, is so, always so like that. So guess what? Freedom of speech. I can say and eliminate a lot of stuff. Thank you. Boom. Good point. Because what I want to do is evoke an emotion. Mm-hmm. What I want you to do is think about what I said. What did we talk about before? Like everything I didn't say is what I need to pay attention to. And look here, JP Morgan chased John Race's asses. You let that woman cash that goddamn check next time. She got more. Ooh. She had more money in her one in her <laughs> left pocket than y'all had. All y'all life, you know what I'm saying? She had your salary in her pocket and y'all mad. What, what's our sister name? Y'all. Uh, she got a hyphenated on, name. Uh, uh, something Mitchell. Look up right now, bro. Something Mitchell. Come on, girl. Dr. Malika Mitchell Stewart. Mitchell Girl, Stewart. Yeah. Keep doing your thing. Fuck Chase. Get a different bank, all right? Go That's to a different easy. bank. Hey, go go, go find one of those black owned banks. Go uh what's what's the what's, what's uh, the joint Mike uh, Render? My man Killer Mike's doing Killer Mike, yeah, yeah. Uh go yeah, go, go back with that. Render first. Like, we went business first, so you go Michael Render. <laughs> render. Yeah, right. render and rendering. <laughs> Once again, y'all, it's only up and it's only us, goddammit. It's you the know. corner combo, man. Episode 85, man. Shout out to the Bills Report, man. Oh, man. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> We do this, bro. 